Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. On today's episode, we are going to talk more about World Juniors, including why we don't see a women's component uh, in the same age bracket. We'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, we'll get you ready for the games that are happening in the men's World Juniors. And we've got some crack in hockey that we're getting back to as we skate on in to the 2023 part of the season. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey to the hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Locked on Kraken, where you get your team every day. We're part of the Locked on Network of Video Podcasts. You can find us, of course, on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, here on Locked on Kraken, we've been keeping up with World Juniors because, of course, our uh, number four overall pick in the most recent NHL draft. His name, Shane Wright, is captain of the Canadian team. They suffered a tough loss, though, yesterday to Czechia. I went live on YouTube yesterday, and that is available also on the audio platform if you want to listen to my initial reactions, including, oh, my goodness, could they talk about the Michigan enough? The Michigan this, the Michigan that, nah, 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 nah. Michigan did not lose that game for Canada. So again, if you want to hear more about that, check out yesterday's episode. But for today, we're going to talk about some what's cracking. That's right. We're getting back to this segment, steered away from it for a little bit. But um, I want to go over these power rankings. This is from the Seattle Times. So we're going to take you to the power rankings um, including, of course, some teams that we will see in the near future, really within the next handful of weeks here. And I'll let you know where Jeff Baker has the Seattle Kraken. So if you want to check this out, it's again on the Seattle Times. You can also check the show notes for the link. Uh, this is what Jeff Baker has to say. He says, it's been two weeks since we've done these, so there have been some bigger than usual jumps and plummets. Uh, here's our week 11 NHL power rankings entering Friday's games. Um, this is from, uh, let's see, when was this published? December 24th. Okay. So, um, about a week ago. So where is Seattle on this list? Well, I will tell you. Uh, Seattle is top 20. Uh, we are at 13, so really top 15, I guess. We're at seven before. So talk about the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows. And there's something that Jeff writes here that I think is going to be apropos as we take on Calgary tomorrow. We've got Edmonton this week. We've got the Islanders. We've got the Boston Bruins coming up uh, at 13. 
Um, and this is what he writes. The Seattle Kraken at 18, 10, and 4 uh, have given away eight standing standings points already to Anaheim, Chicago, Montreal, and Vancouver. Teams they should be beating. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Anaheim, Chicago, Montreal, Vancouver, just so you know. Um, so the first team from that list is Montreal at 23, Vancouver at 25. Um, then you have Chicago uh, or, or Anaheim at 31 and Chicago at 32. So we've given up points to teams that are not in the top 15 that are not in the top 20. And I couldn't agree more with what Jeff Baker is saying here. And that's why there's another article that you have over on the Seattle times. It is entitled, um, time to make a move Kraken's current trio of division games important. Now this was on December 22nd. So before the Vancouver game, but it's still important. We know I talked about it. I ranted about it. Didn't like the Vancouver loss on so many levels, including for my own personal pride. Um, so this is what Jared McCann though had to say to the Seattle times about playing these division rivals. It's huge. It's a division game. Uh, he said at Rogers arena, we've got to go into every single game wanting to win. Obviously they've had our number the last couple of years, so it's going to be tough. And we heard from actually, I don't even know if I played the Jared McCann audio because all of the clips were like less than three minutes. What is there to say? You're going into a break. You lose to Vancouver, a team that you have no business losing against who you've never won against and is in your division. So I think, what I like about this article is it is completely apropos. Now, this was, again, before the Vancouver game. We know what happened there. But um, so here's what Jeff says a little later in the article. A big part of the Kraken's early success has been offensive production from all four lines. Entering play Thursday, again, before Vancouver, the Kraken had three of the league's top four point getters among players, usually fourth liners, averaging fewer than 11 minutes of ice time. This was something we saw again continued. Sprong had those two goals in the loss, overtime loss to Vancouver. Um, so that trend is continuing and that's a good thing. We have more of an ability to create and generate offense, Haxtell said, and that's empowered other parts of our game. We're working hard without the puck. We're doing a lot of little area. We're doing a lot in the little areas of our game that are pretty good. So I like this. We've talked about this over and over and over. That being said, the little parts of the game that I don't see improvement on are really nailing down, buckling down in the defensive zone, particularly on the penalty kill, but we're leaving our goalie exposed back door. I wish, is there a stat? Someone let me know. There should be a stat. I personally would like to see a stat of how many times we let in a backdoor goal to the other team. How many of those opportunities were on the, pe the penalty kill? I mean, what was it? Uh, was it Vancouver or the game before? I think it was Vancouver where we almost killed off the penalty. They scored in the literally the last second of the power play. 
And yes, of course, it was backdoor. Now, these things, there's a few things that come into play. It's definitely bad positioning, regardless of how you slice it. That's not good positioning when that happens. Um, lack of communication and tired legs. There were times before that last second on the power play that the Seattle Kraken could have cleared the puck and didn't. Had it on our stick and didn't. Fling that thing away with authority. So these are little things. Making sure you get big clears on the penalty kill. Making sure that you're communicating. It's it, That's what the other team is supposed to do, is get you out of position. But you have to communicate when that happens. In, in basketball, you say, ball, 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 ball. You know, to let someone know that you're on the ball. Or switch, or things like that. You say, you have to have that shorthand to be able to cover the gaps. Because if you don't cover the gaps in a league like the National Hockey League, we're going to see what we've been seeing from the Seattle Kraken. So I know you're probably tired of me talking about it. And hey, I'm tired of talking about it too. So let's fix it. Let's fix it. Um, so those are some articles from the Seattle Times. We'll also go over the standings in the NHL because there have been games played since those two articles went live. So we'll talk about that. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about World Juniors. I, again, I recapped day one. Day two is in action right now. I'll let you know who's hitting the ice. And then, um, again, just some quick, uh, a quick recap of the recap of day one. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional or amateur league out there. Football, college bowl, we've got women's basketball, NCAA overall, and of course, the National Hockey League. We've been taking a pretty close look at the Calder odds. Tomorrow's episode, we'll take a look at the odds as we take on the Calgary Flames. So all of that you can find on Bet Online. And I know you like sports podcasts. That's why you listen to Locked on Kraken and make us a part of your daily routine. You can find sports podcasts on Bet Online as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can use your mobile device, your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, whatever you got. And you can head to the website and get all of that amazing information. Bet online is where the game starts. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Again, I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, have been your host of Locked on Kraken since we got started over a year ago. We have some fun things planned for you, including we have our playback room that is returning. We're going to have some crossover episodes or squad casts. You'll hear from some new voices that we haven't had on Locked on Kraken before, but the first playback room is going to be January 1st. We are taking on the New York Islanders. Now, we are not in an outdoor game yet, but the outdoor classic, of course, January 1st, that's going to be, is it? it's Pittsburgh and Boston. It's definitely at Fenway, but we're going to talk leading up to the January 1 game and then certainly after. There have been some rumors that the Seattle Kraken could host an outdoor game as soon as next hockey season. Of course, we have to talk about who would be a rival um, and where would the game be. And so I'm going to bring in some different voices from the Locked On Network to talk about that. So you're going to want to stay tuned 
um, and we'll have hopefully something that will be fun to talk about as we are continuing on in this December holiday break. Uh, but for those who want more hockey, don't worry, we've got it for you. And that is with World Juniors. And we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's episode, but in case you missed it, there is a World Juniors live blog. I'm going to pull this up for those watching on YouTube. If you're listening, you can check out the show notes. But the 2023 World Junior live blog, I talked a little bit about my thoughts from the Canadian loss. Really tough there. But the day one upset. This is what Bob Condor writes, quote, the 2023 IIHF World Junior Championship started in promising fashion for Team Canada and Pacific Northwest fans. Captain and Kraken 2022 first round draft choice Shane Wright scored 10 minutes into the first period against Czechia in Halifax on Monday, which is Boxing Day in Canada. Everett Silvertips defenseman Olin Zellweger recorded the primary assist on the play. And it goes on because, unfortunately, things might have started well, but they did not end well for Canada. The 5-2 score held up as the final result. The biggest upset of the day means Canada has some work to do in its next three round-robin games, starting with a Wednesday game, that's tomorrow, against Germany. Wright finished with a goal and an assist and 18.38 of time on ice. So go check out this live blog. They also talk about um, the Switzerland game uh, because Yanni Nyman, who is our second round overall, our second round draft choice from 2022, is playing uh, for Switzerland. Um, and so he got the equalizer for the Swiss team who had an upset of their own. Um or excuse me, I'm sorry, he plays for Finland, and the Swiss upset Finland. So not a great day for Seattle Kraken prospects, um, but great for the game. Speaking of for the game, as we come out of here, again, that is the live blog. I want to talk about Women's World Junior Championships. And we're going to talk about them in as much as they don't exist. So there is a women's U18. Um, there's a U18 bracket, but there's nothing for um, there's nothing for the women in this age bracket, which is basically U20. And so Ian Kennedy, who some of you might know from the hockey news, wrote. I'm first going to take you to his personal blog on the matter. And then he also wrote for um, the hockey news. And I'm going to take you to that article shortly. It's time for a women's world junior tournament. Women's hockey was ready for world junior tournament 30 years ago. So why are we waiting? Uh, the time for a women's world junior championship was 1977. The same year a men's tournament was formed. But to think we're about to watch the calendar flip to 2023 and there's still no IIHF women's world junior championship is undeniable sexism. Now, of course, Title IX is certainly something that we know a lot about here in the United States. Now, it can be argued for sure how well it's executed, but maybe that's a podcast uh, for another day and maybe even another platform either way. Um, I think it's interesting as we talk about equity in sport, we're not seeing it 
in this age bracket. And I think what's important to note is, of course, people are going to say revenue. People are going to, you know, all of these things. Number one, IIHF is a nonprofit, as in not-for-profit, as in you don't have to run a profit to execute your mission. Of course, that doesn't mean that you don't need money. It just means that you don't have to run above uh, you don't have to run in the black, as we say in business. So miss me with that, number one. Number two, <laughs> just like world juniors, women's hockey players that would be eligible for this have just come off U18 and are likely getting ready for college. We see the numbers for women's college hockey, and there are gaps there for sure. But if you look at the way that the sport evolves, if you look at the gap that there is, after U18s, your next opportunity to play at the international level is to make your senior team, which means a lot of things. And I honestly think this is going to be a problem for the North American teams, that being the United States and Canada. You're keeping young talent on the team super young, which disrupts, hello, Kayla Barnes, their development at the NCAA level. And if you don't have a roster spot for them, then you're keeping them on this roster. They're not getting any playing time, which at the international level, which is not going to bode well for them, in my personal opinion, when it comes to them being those kind of like uh, baby veteran status, three, four world championships in and very little ice time to show for it. Anyway, I'm probably going to get more into this. I've been contributing women's hockey thoughts on the Locked On NHL channel. So I'll be with Rachel and Gil, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. But Ian Kennedy also wrote this for the Hockey News. And not only is he lamenting the fact that there is no tournament, but he also gives us this is why we need one and lists out some players that if this tournament at this age group did exist for women who would be playing in it. He says that team Canada would take gold and the United States would take silver. Is that controversial? Probably not. But what I would love to see is how these teams would be coached up um, because it's the stepping stone to the senior national team. Finland coming in third again, pretty much, what we see at the international level for women. I love this pick of Czechia. So if you thought Czechia was kind of a dark horse in the world juniors on the men's side, you have to put some respect on Czechia for what they did at the 2022 winter Olympics, their first ever Olympics as a federation. And they were able to really dominate play at times, particularly in their group in coming out of group B. And so if there is from U18 to a U20, or as Ian says, probably a U22 22 bracket, excuse me, that probably makes more sense on the women's side. And he gets into that, read these two articles, um, that that could really create um, a little bit more of that parity that we're always looking for. I mean, some people are looking for. I said it yesterday. I root for chaos. So I like this. Anyway, Czechia there. 
Sweden still kind of having to battle. Same thing with Switzerland. Now, these are teams that have been perennial powerhouses, but as we see other teams opening up, arguably because they have a better development system, Sweden and Switzerland on the women's side have been less of a sure thing and have had to really fight for that three, four, five spot. So I love this. Again, the article goes on and on. But um, in other news on the women's side, there is going to be a U18 tournament and of a, a, a decorated Olympian and veteran of USA hockey, who also is now a part of the premier hockey federation is named to the coaching staff. Now, um, this is of course, Brianna Decker and Brie Dex, as some of us know her, she has been with the U18s before, but um, she had a gnarly, oh gosh, I was in the arena at Beijing when she broke her leg and the scream that came out, it was the gnarliest, I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast, this would have been about a year ago, over a year, or almost a year ago. Um, it was a gnarly injury. Anyway, we have not seen her hit the ice again, but she is returning to hockey in different ways. And I love this. And this is another reason why it's important to have more opportunities because then you keep amazing minds and talent like Bree Dex in the game. Anyway, she has been named to the U18 coaching staff. Now she's essentially returning to the U18 coaching staff. She, before preparing for what was the 2022 Beijing Olympics and what honestly might have been her last Olympics, she was um, serving as an assistant coach in the USA system. She's also serving um, as a special advisor to Shattuck St. Mary hockey program. So she's staying involved on the youth level. And uh, very excited to see what happens. It was um, Coach Mora from uh, Minnesota Duluth, who was the, is the head coach, I believe, still of the U18 team. They, and we'll be talking about this in another week or two, uh, but their U18 World Championships is going to be in Sweden from January 8th to the 15th. So lots of international flavor for those of you who are hockey fans, lots of Seattle ties, certainly at world juniors. And of course there are some on the women's side as well. Um, more Pacific Northwest, maybe Alaska, Portland, Oregon, things like that. But anyway, we'll talk about it all, but coming up next on locked on Kraken, let's take a look at what the Seattle Kraken have to face this week. And again, going back to what Jeff Baker said, why it's an important time and some changes need to be made, maybe not necessarily to the lineup, although I'm open to that as well, but certainly to the style of play and the determination, right? That's that. That's what Dave Haxel said. We talked about that for before. The determination, maybe the momentum doesn't shift from game to game, but he feels that determination can and should. We need more determination in this stretch. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Hey, we're in our final stretch here. You know that you can find all kinds of sports podcasts on Bet Online, who is our presenting sponsor for today's episode. But also, I want to let you know that you can listen to Locked On Sports today. You might have heard, if you listen to other Locked On shows, that we have our end of the year show. I'm holding that to a little bit closer to the actual end of the year because we've got plenty of hockey, baby, including, of course, the Calgary Flames coming in, to, or we're uh, going to take on the Calgary Flames tomorrow. So 
If you want a recap of not just hockey, but basketball, I mean, oh boy, Golden State pretty much trounced on the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. Uh, J.J. Watt, low-key announcing his retirement. All of this is stuff that you can find on Locked On Sports today. So you can find it on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. But let's get you some Seattle Kraken news. Again, the Seattle Kraken, they will be taking on uh, the Calgary Flames tomorrow. And then we have Edmonton and we have... um, the Islanders. So tomorrow's game. So we'll have a game day episode tomorrow. It is a home game uh, versus Calgary. And then we have Edmonton. That's going to be on Friday. And then on Sunday, January 1, we host the New York Islanders. So this is an opportunity. We've started to level out. We're at 500. I believe we're still at 500 at home. We did not start with a great home record, but we're getting better at home. I love this for us. So after New York, we play Edmonton again. So this is a pretty important stretch. And then we're, uh, so we're at Edmonton on the third. Then we are at Toronto on the fifth. And then we are at Ottawa on the seventh. We are at Montreal, at Buffalo, at Boston, and at Chicago. So we've been able to take care of business against Buffalo. Didn't like how we played against Montreal. Didn't like how we played against Chicago. And then in between those games, who do we have but the Boston Bruins? If we want to go back to those power rankings that we saw from Jeff Baker, the Boston Bruins are at the number one spot. And they were at the number one spot two weeks ago. The Boston Bruins are on a tear. And so if we don't figure out some things now during this short little home stretch that we have, You're sleeping in your own place. You've got the crowd behind you. I am afraid that, okay, Dave Haxel doesn't want to call it momentum, but maybe the determination isn't built so that they can kind of like store some of that determination as they hit the road. I want to see a really good homestand here. It's short, it's sweet, but it's important. Two Pacific Division rivals. Then you've got the Islanders in between there before taking on Edmonton again and then hitting Montreal. We have to win that game. Chicago have to win that game. And then the Bruins, which is going to be a big test. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see if we have the fire, the piss and vinegar, as uh, Ryan Donato said earlier in the season, the determination. Are we a team that has figured out how to more consistently than not play to win as opposed to play not to lose? That's a Jordan Eberly classic. He should trademark it. I know he's not the only one that's ever said it, but he says it a lot for us. Ron Francis also has said it. Um, That's what I'm looking for in this stretch of games. Is it going to happen? Well, that's why we watch the games to figure it out. Uh, We're going to have some of these games on playback. We're going to do watch parties again. I know we strayed away from it for a little bit, but I think we got some of the kinks worked out. We're going to be watching that. I was reminded, sadly, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Whatever. Uh, Tomorrow's game is on TNT. Just prepare yourselves. I'm prepared. I'm hoping that I'm wrong and that this won't be like a, a, you know, a buoy roast as it usually is, but who knows? Um, So just prepare for that, for the studio show in particular. Um, Either way, we're looking for a win. That's all that really matters. The hater is going to hate. They're going to talk. They're going to do everything that they can to get us out of our game. 
we have to play. It's time to play Seattle Kraken fans. We can close out 2022 strong and still be in playoff contention come 2023, which is really important. But having that determination, if not momentum, going into the new year is going to be critical. And it has to start on this three-game homestand. That's our show, folks. We'll have a game day episode for you tomorrow as we host the Calgary Flames. I'm excited for that. We have a little, uh, a few other nuggets. Of course, we'll talk about World Juniors again. So it's going to be an exciting week of hockey at all levels. I'm pumped up. I hope you're pumped up. We're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true. And tomorrow we glide on the ice and we say, let's go crack it. Be kind to yourself and to each other during this holiday season. And maybe you get on the ice yourself. I know I'm going to an open skate, not too far from me here uh, in my city. So I hope you are well, and I'll catch you tomorrow on the Wednesday game day edition of Locked on Kraken. Peace.